0: Can put it on the board. The final game for the Phoenix Suns this season is a loss. No starters playing outside of Mikael Bridges, of course. No starters playing playing against the Sacramento Kings, the resurgent of Sacramento Kings led by Damian Jones and Dante Divincenzo. Uh, The Phoenix Suns lose the game and ultimately finish the 2021-22 season with a final record of 64 and 18. Matthew, what's going on, man? Regular season's over.
1: Yeah, hanging out, and the Suns are stuck in no man's land with number 64. 0 for 4, right? Team's winning a championship, so let's see if the Suns are the first one to win a championship (laughs) with 64. (laughs) Lots to overcome.
0: I know, right? Ah, I know. And it's it's always great to see typical Suns fans hanging out in the chat in the Suns chat after a 64 win season. The negativity's in there, hanging out there. You know Iverson vlogs one of the our most loyal watchers, but man, this dude's never happy. These 64 wins won't mean anything with no championship. It's boom or bust. He is right, though. He is. He is. He is. And if we do get bounced early in the playoffs, we don't make a finals these this team will be considered frauds they will be mm-hmm. will be one of the most disappointing seasons in phoenix sun's history if we don't make a finals absolutely but you know what i think that that's something that we can kind of save that energy and try to focus on positivity versus negativity you know if ifs were fifths if we lose then we'd all be drunk right i'm yeah. going to get drunk to, i'm going to get drunk tonight man you're always drunk though right <laughs>
1: Well, you, you know, day.
0: <laughs> we just need a little bit more positivity out there, sons. Land. Have some faith. Take a look inside yourself. Go, why do I, whenever something's going well, why do I personally have to look at the negative? Maybe that's just a you thing. It ain't a me thing. Welcome to the Sons Jam Session podcast. My name is John. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. His name is Matthew. You can follow him on Twitter. And Matthew Lisi, and you can follow the show at Suns Jam. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're absorbing this content. Whether you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher, or I never even... have you ever used Stitcher? No, I was going
1: to say, what is that for construction workers? What is it?
0: Yes, it's uh, it's for actually seamstresses, people who like to sit and they have to sew all day long with these fat, okay. th- th- these fine threads of the Phoenix Suns. Something uh, for everybody, huh? Yes, they have a specific podcast form. Simply for them. So that's that's where Stitcher comes from. Uh, but yeah, five-star reviews, all that fun stuff. Matthew, the season is officially over. So what we'll do is we'll talk about on this podcast a little bit of what happened tonight in downtown Phoenix. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming playoff picture. Obviously, the Phoenix Suns don't know who their opponent's going to be. But we do know that this beer is ice cold because the Rockies are blue. I don't know about you. So I'm going to pop one open. Let's talk about this season for the Phoenix Sun. It was a one sixteen to one oh nine final score as the Phoenix Suns drop a game. To the Sacramento Kings. Uh, But as The Rock tends to remind us, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we lost this game. Uh, And I bring my first question Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. How great was it seeing your boy Josh Jackson out there rocking number 55? I was like, oh, hey, it's Josh Jackson. He still has (laughs) the same facial hair. You know,
1: Wherever this guy is, I don't really know until we play him. Uh, He can get to the rim still, though. It's pretty nice. He does the same exact stuff he was doing here in Phoenix. It's kind of a sad story for the guy, though. I mean, he's playing against Iffy Lundberg, who's going to be playing with us in the playoffs. And I already feel like... Oh, he's not?
0: No. He's a two-way contract. He cannot join the playoffs. Sorry to cut you off. No, I'm done. That's it podcast is over just get rid of matthew i guess um yeah Iffy lumberg will not be a part of this roster seen as he's a two-way contract that's why the phoenix suns dropped frank McK- frank kaminsky and made way for ish wainwright <sighs> now he'll still be there right
1: are you serious he's not gonna be on the team no that's just, right. that, well that's... anyways, so seeing josh jackson is it's, it's kind of sad to me i I don't really have any hard feelings anymore because of where the Suns are, but I do feel like he is, you know, kind of like, how come I didn't stick it out with this team? But do you think he even cares? I don't think he cares. He never really wanted to put in the hard work to get where the Suns are right now. Right. He wanted it all just to happen when he joined the team. Like it's, it should have been easy for him and it wasn't. So Devin Booker outlasted him, of course,
0: like everybody else. Now he comes back and it's kind of sad to see it, dude. Yeah. I, I don't really think that he had, you know, he he's not sitting around going god i really wish i would have stuck it out with this team like he they they traded his ass you know i mean they didn't want him to be a part of this new rebuild this new uh culture that was coming along in, with the phoenix suns when when james jones had the opportunity he sent his ass to memphis uh for pretty much nothing you know and i think that it was it was a good call for the Phoenix Suns at the time, Josh Jackson, as you mentioned, God, he rem- he looks just like Josh Jackson. And The fact that o- on the fast break, he's effective and he can get to the rim. Uh, but anything out- outside of that, he's just garbage. And man, he throws his elbows all over the place. And I was just like, man, I just uh, don't miss him. Don't miss Josh Jackson in any way, shape or form.
1: No, and he can't really get up either. I mean, he still slides his feet everywhere. He has massive feet. But he just cannot jump. Um, but he is nice finishing around the rim still. That's about it. I remember going to Golden State um to watch them play the Warriors uh yeah, that's four right. years ago. And the crowd there was oohing and on over Josh Jackson finishing at the rim. But I was like, Yep, that's my dude. That's my jersey I'm wearing right now. And nothing else happened. That was it. <laughs> that was the highlight of his career. <laughs> that was the highlight. That
0: game in Golden State. Uh but yeah, when you see, you know, that them play the Kings. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, I was actually more excited before the game began because, you know, one shout out—I I, I, promised a shout out—a shout out to Gene Lissy. Stopped mm. by and saw the pops today. Told him I give him a shout out on the pod, and how all the nurses would be talking and being like, "Hey, heard you got a shout out on the Suns Jams yeah. podcast." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. a shout out to him, and a shout out to the man who has now won the Dan Marley Hustle Award a total of three times in his career. Yes, Mikhail Bridges, for the third time in his career, has earned the Dan Marley Hustle Award. And it's one of those lingering questions. It's like, who's going to get it? And I think that JaVale McGee is a damn fine candidate for this award. But when you have a guy who's going up for the defensive player of the year, like you got to give it to Mikhail, right?
1: yeah you do and it's one of those things like the mvp award around here right where it's going to get kind of tiresome to see mikhail go up there and be presented the trophy every year but he's the guy that's automatically going to be number one entering the season um next year i i imagine it'd be somebody else he can't keep winning the thing and i just wanted to know what do you think about the trophy i know this has been handed out many many times it's a big d right it's just a big d and what what do you think for dan marley right is it it's a big D, but do you like it? Is it? It's not. Nice it's trophy? not a big. It's not a big D. How heavy so. is that thing, dude? It's not. It's not yeah, a How D. heavy do you think that thing is? What <laughs> is it? It's a nine. Oh, is it a nine? It's a big oh, nine. I thought it was a D because of the way he writes his name and like an autograph. Cursing. Oh it's like the D no! Kind of.
0: No, it's a big hmm. nine because he wore number nine. Uh, I I go to Marley's up here at Desert Ridge with regularity, and they have a bunch of pictures of some of the old award winners, uh, and I think it's. A, it, it, it's a fine-looking trophy. I would be very embarrassed for Thunder Dan if he's handing out his D to guys at the end of every season. <laughs>
1: I just They don't think about that stuff, though. It's all <laughs> about the hustle. Whenever he comes out on the floor, was he there tonight, though, or was it just something? I have no important? idea. I don't think he was there tonight, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know they they posted a picture on Twitter, but it was a picture of Mikael Bridges receiving the award in like 2019. Yeah. So yeah. uh looking back at the history of the award, though, goes back to 2003. Do you know who the first member of the Phoenix Suns to win the Dan Marley Award is. Was it Barbosa? No. Barbosa wasn't on the team yet. Oh three. Um, that year right. with uh like the O two, oh three season. Was it um, Jared Dudley? I, no, it's Dudley wasn't in, there till the back end of the Jared Dudley it? won it in 2010. Let's see
1: if it a answered knows. Well, Bo outlaw. outlaw. Was it Bo? I love Bo, dude. Bo
0: Outlaw. Yeah, and and Bo then Casey the Jacobson. And then Sean Marion. 2006 it was rajah bell 2007 leandro barbosa 2008 grant hill 2009 mm-hmm. sweet lou amundsen 2010 as i mentioned before was jared dudley uh 2011 once again was grant hill 2012 tell me if you can guess 2012
1: is the person still alive
0: yes that's a random question. All right. Well, that narrows, <laughs> that narrows it down. To... <laughs> Everybody on that roster is still uh, alive.
1: A Jeez. long time ago, man. A lot of. Dude, wasn't that? The... That was during like the cocaine use, it was, right? It was All 10 right. years ago. It's Ten not the years 80s. ago, I To watch too much uh, winning time of the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> I guess so. Man, oh, I, I, have no oh, I have no idea. Sebastian
0: Telfair.
1: I would have never guessed. In that,
0: 2012. Man. Well, like Kodakit said. Uh, Michael Beasley, Michael like, yeah, Beasley. That, that's a good guess. You know, it's. A, I believe except for guy. the fact, except for the fact that he did not hustle ever. <laughs> 2013, 14, 15, and 16 were all the same winner. The only four-time winner of the Dan Marley Hustle Award. Who was it?
1: Hmm. I'm not good at this stuff. My mind just goes completely blank. So I'm going to leave it up to the Jamsters.
0: All right, Jamsters. 2013, 14, 15, and 16. Who won the Dan Marley Hustle Award? Come on. Come on. Oh, it's uh, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. That's correct, yes. Matthew. Yeah. PJ right. Tucker. Oh, got it. 2017 was Allen Williams. 2018, Josh Jackson. 19 was Mikael Bridges. 2020 was Javon Carter and Mikael Bridges for the last two years. So there wow. you go. Okay. Things you didn't need to know, you have now learned on the Suns Jam Session podcast. The Dan Marley Hustle Award winners going back to th- and. Three. Uh looking at this game against the Kings, obviously all the starters were sitting outside of Mikhail Bridges. Uh who ended up playing how many minutes did he play, Matthew? Oh,
1: five minutes, right?
0: Five minutes for Mikhail Bridges. That's correct. Just shy. You have six. to play five,
1: right? To actually have a complete game or no?
0: No, because if mm-hmm. you look at today, who was it today? It was Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yes, Drew the Holiday foul. came in. Uh, committed a foul and because of total games played he got like 275,000 extra dollars so it's not total minutes it's simply just uh t- games played. Mm-hmm. So that would have been interesting if there was any um like DraftKings bets on you know your, the over under on anything about holiday Bet the under and hope that that's what he does, and you instantly win your bets. You're like hell yeah. <laughs> that would you know been. maybe
1: that's why Dan didn't show up because he knew McKill was only gonna play five minutes. He can't give the hustle award to somebody that's not going to play that night, right? <laughs> I guess you would just give it to Ish.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but in, in this game, the the primary thing I was looking for was an effective Cam Johnson, an effective uh, Landry Shamit. Both got the start, and w- kudos to Landry Shamit. You know, I got to say. One thing I was saying in the last on the last podcast was, you know, Landry, when you come in and you play, I just want you to chuck it and continue to chuck it. So chuck it. He did.
1: All I can say is, Sam,
0: Wow. He ended up scoring for the Suns 27 points on 11 of 20 shooting. Five of 12 from beyond the arc. He had five assists and three rebounds as well. That's exactly what I wanted to see from him prior to the uh, the start of the playoffs. You know, just try, just try to find some semblance of a rhythm, right?
1: Yeah, um, I wanted to see that. But then he also kind of showed up like he was kind of the leader out there offensively. Um, you know, Holiday had a little bit of a rough game, but you can, you can yeah. see Shamit kind of talking to him during free throws. Like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, you got to get it together, right? You might be playing the playoffs, but Shamit's like the big dog out there. He was basically the guy that was leading this team offensively. And he wanted the ball a lot of times. 21 attempts is ridiculous. I think he really filled like that Devin Booker role in a way that we want him to whenever the playoffs do start. Um, I love the shots because when he's in rhythm, he wants the ball. He's leaning forward towards his shots uh, when he's shooting the three. He leans right into them, and you just can guess they're going to go in. He has some big shots towards the end. Um, It's really kind of rare. He doesn't really ever have the opportunity to hit the big shots in clutch situations, but now we know. I'm like, hey, you know, even though we're playing the Kings and uh Divin Chinzo's kind of taking over and he's going one on one against that guy, maybe offensively. He hit some big shots tonight, man. It was mm-hmm. nice to see because if we want to see that he can do that in big situations, not that he's gonna be playing probably big situations in the playoffs, but you never know, those minutes they're gonna be big situations no matter Every what Every possession, think. no matter in the what playoff. quarter it is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Every possession in the playoffs is a big situation and any confidence that he can build going into those playoffs is paramount for the Phoenix Suns and their second team unit. So had he come out tonight and had a horrible performance, we'd be sitting here maybe expressing a little bit of fret and fright as we prepare for our playoff run, but... That didn't occur, and he did exactly what I wanted him to do: chuck the shit out of the ball, see the ball go through the basket, and like you and like you said, you know, display some leadership with this second thirteen unit. That is going to be something that is positive for the playoffs. Uh, on the other side of that, Knights Cameron action. Cam Johnson, not the greatest of nights, although he didn't really shoot a ton. I was hoping he would shoot more. He was four of nine from the field. He was only one of five from beyond the arc, though. Uh, He had seven total rebounds, a couple assists, 12 total points, and was really just getting pushed around again tonight, man. He was on the floor like half the night, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he was. Um, The thing is, like, I still feel like he's finding himself, but these kind of games where he's playing these, like, I'm not saying that Cameron Johnson's not taking things seriously. I just think it's kind of feel-out games for him, really. Um, But usually, like, in in the past two games or so, we kind of saw him get into the hole. Right, kind of using his body, kind of being the bigger guy, but then kind of gets swatted by, you know, the bigger defender towards the end when he gets to the rim. That would happen a few times. And I'm just like, he seems like he's using his body better, going straight towards the basket tonight. A little bit falling, falling around, a little like that, but that's okay. I think right now, Shamit really. Not, oh, geez, oh my gosh, Ooh. I just confused Ooh. Shamit with Cameron Johnson. Hopefully, Cameron Johnson's not watching this. Listen, Matthew,
0: um, before you finish your point, oh. I, I just, I just got to tell you to terrible take
1: a lap. You can play it again after my point because it's going to be a terrible point. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, Cameron Johnson, we know he can play in big moments. I think that these kind of games are just not for him. It's kind of like a DeAndre Ayton thing where you know Cameron Johnson, of course, keeps his head down. He plays right. He always plays hard. But in bigger game situations, he is just more elite. He's the guy that I love that I think is going to be an all-star next year. That's when he shows up. Right, these kind of games is a feel-out. I don't think we can buy into anything that we're seeing right now from him because I think it was a couple games ago, or was it last game? God, he just plays so well next to Mikael Bridges. Yes. And I get all the games confused, but maybe it was last game against the Utah Jazz uh, where he was just playing really well against Mikael, with Mikael, and he was just knocking down some big shots when they needed it. He like helped them win the game by getting them on a little run. So he just needs to wait for those situations. He'll be back.
0: Yeah, I think that right now it's, I I would like again to see him just shoot more because there is no true rhythm to everything that's going on because of the units that they're playing with and what have you. So I think that it's really uh, not a good indicator of how successful he's going to be in the playoffs. It's, it's the second season, you know, it's going to be a fresh start zero, zero for everybody across the board, except for those play in teams. And I think that Cameron Johnson is going to have a week now to really sit back and rest a little bit from being knocked all over the place, uh, and and work on that jumper you know because again that's where we're going to need him to be successful is just having uh the ability to continue to pour in points for that second team unit uh another guy who played fantastic though with from the second team unit and it's always great to see double o mcgee JaVale McGee was in kind of like a beast mode tonight. JaVale McBeast is what I wrote in my notes. He ended the night (laughs) with a total of 11 points, 13 rebounds. He was 5 of 9 from the field. Uh, He did the majority of his damage in that first half where he was 10 and 9 from the field. And as we prepare for the playoffs, the one thing that we got to look forward to that we didn't have last last season is that interior big depth and the flexibility, knowing that, if we need to, we can we can roll out some lineups there with DA at the four, JaVale at the five. We've seen it in games against teams like the Bucks, like the Sixers. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see if the Phoenix Suns, based on their first round opponent, are going to roll any of that stuff out there just to kind of test it out because, you know, that's when it truly matters.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the whole thing with size, where we needed the size to go up against the Bucks, and I think that testing it out, we only saw it a few times, right? We didn't see it very much, but I think we know it's there. I think we know that it worked, and I think we know that in clutch situations, maybe, McGee, we roll out if we're having a hard time rebounding because right now they're even talking about the free throw thing. And Eddie yeah. Johnson brought it up, too, where you know, maybe it's something that we're doing. And I thought even last part when we talked about it, I'm like, yeah, stepdad. Shout out to my real dad, Eugene Lissy. Stepdad, EJ, make sure that he's telling these guys, like it's something that you might need to look at because they're not drawing fouls. And I think McGee, if he's in the game and he's with the I'm not saying they're going to get to the line, but he's a lot more physical. And I think mm-hmm. McGee can maybe get to the line. You don't want him at the line either. So the whole reason I'm bringing up the, <laughs> the free throw situation, who knows? But we'll stick with the rebounding because I think for some reason, when he's out there with, with Aiden, you don't really see it a whole lot where the big guys can play with a guy like Aiden. But I think McGee and him, feel, they feed off each other very, very well. And you can even have the Biambo-McGee thing going back and forth. And just to let you jamsters know, I did have a migraine today, so my head is maybe a little swirly and whirly today. Terrible. Take a lap.
0: So, well, you you're the real MVP. I'm not in playoff mode. I'm not in playoff you're mode at all, playoff, right? It's not a playoff. <laughs> well, you know, perhaps we can we can change it up a little bit, and we can uh, talk about what was going on on the subreddit for the Kings, the Suns jam session subreddit stakeout. There I was oh, hanging out God. on the Kings subreddit, which is a void place, a place of void. Not a lot going on there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Not a lot of people on the subreddit for the Kings. But I'll tell you what I did come away with. Okay. Here's a few things. One, the fuck I'm getting downvoted for. We got one of those bandwagon Suns fans in here. Only real Suns fans are, are allowed in here, bro. Because Some guy was commenting and his stuff was getting downvoted. Oh. <laughs> so he's like calling out Suns fans. I was like, oh, man, maybe it's me. But then I realized I wasn't downvoting anything. Uh, Davion, <laughs> Davion Mitchell with six assists after one quarter. Dude is balling was one comment. What are your thoughts on Davion Mitchell?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, he's really good. Those are my comments, dude. Uh, honestly, nice. every comments. time we do see him, though, I mean, it's someone that we thought about in the draft too. I think he's a great player, but I just can't get over how super sexy John is right now. It's like too sexy to even watch. <laughs> yeah, for those which is really <laughs> nice man,
0: Pull it off well. <laughs> for, for, for those who are listening and not watching, I, I train. I changed into my spy gear. I got a spy hat and some sunglasses. You don't on. stick out at all. <laughs> no one notices me at all. Oh, oh God. but Davion Mitchell, five of 14 from the field, two of four from beyond the arc, 18 points. The 15 assists was the big one. His playmaking is something that I that kind of caught me off guard. I feel I, I wasn't really prepared for it to see his effectiveness playmaking with the ball. Uh, you know, this team is elite when Justin Holiday is leading the team in points. Uh, and then they said. Katie and Kyle talking about holiday versus holiday, saying it's important to play well against your brother on the last game. Because then you have bragging rights, like not if your brother goes on to win a championship a month later. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, And how
1: quickly have they forgotten, too, about Halliburton, right? With Davion Mitchell, the way he's been playing, like he's been lights out, dude. He's he's seriously the reason they probably got rid of that guy.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt, because they knew mm-hmm. the talent that they had there. Parker Hines, one of our elite jamsters, he goes, Spy Gear looks like Cam Newton at a press conference. You do, <laughs> you do.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic.
0: Um, so here's a good kind of uh, comment that somebody left on the subreddit for the Kings that really kind of breaks down the season. I want to break this down. Friends, it's been a season. Hope to see you all next year. For me, keep Fox, Mitchell, DD, I don't know who DD is. Who is DD? Dante Divincenzo. Dante Divincenzo. D. 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 Good call. Good call. Uh, Sabonis Barnes. Unless time. Uh, unless trade for an upgrade. And call me crazy, but I like Josh Jackson. Trade. Get rid of Lamb, Holiday, Holmes, Harkless for his own good. Len Gentry, as well as Katie and Kyle. Apparently, they don't like whoever Katie and Kyle is calling their games. Because then he goes and says Kyle is fine. Is the guy in between quarters and post game and stuff. But we need to learn more things to say than in his bag and complaining about wanting more money. We all want more money, Kyle. And Katie is like a fifth grade math teacher who finds no joy in the craft and only calls out negative things she can uh, can, as if dwelling on a mistake for three minutes provides value to the audience probably a hard job and they do it better than me but i'm not a paid professional either i have to give it to to them they made me miss the professionalism and experience provided by grant and jerry who i clowned on as as a youth Welp, who's the clown now older me talk me into medu Damian jones and trey lyles um yeah so that's an interesting kind of that's point of view <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they they really hate their announcers over there in uh in sacramento apparently we absolutely
1: don't you know yeah we got we got EJ. i'll take him over everything yeah they're they're so good together and you know they'll be nationally known i'm sure after this run ej has to be
0: pulled away and do something else
1: right he has to be like on tnt or something and he's active
0: enough on twitter where people know who he is
1: yeah bill simmons they go back and forth right yeah
0: yeah fact so there you go ladies and gentlemen that was the subreddit stakeout The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Oh, that
1: switch out. You got it. I was watching you the whole time. Oh, wait. Yeah. So I just got to ask, though, is this going to be something where you wear the same? You can't wear the same disguise every time. I can't tell you guys.
0: All right. You don't know what's going to happen. It's really hard. I only give myself 10 seconds to change. No. How many times did you practice today? who none making <laughs> <None? laughs> <laughs> like my bathroom like all right got like the, the my stopwatch like damn it jim <laughs> you know it's like McGruber. Um, <laughs> but there you go subredd stakeout out for for the jamsters out there uh a couple of things i want to talk to in on this one um what was the final score how much did, this, did, did they lose by
1: uh 7 points 161 109
0: fantastic so at halftime uh the the spread cuz they were down um, sixteen at halftime, and the spread was plus seven point five for the Suns. And I bet it; they won by seven. There you they go. lost by I'm seven. Still waiting so. for my Booker one. So there you go. Well, and speaking of Booker, you know, even though he's not playing, you know, he still gets his drop because he's he's Devin Armani Booker, ladies and gentlemen. Big Dick Booker. And the only reason I wanted to bring up Booker today, even though he didn't play and was rocking the trucker hat, both him and Chris Paul rocking the trucker hat on the the sidelines. I think that's kind of a really cool look just because I'm like a trucker hat wearing son of a bitch myself. Uh, But if you look at Devin Booker's season, knowing that he didn't play tonight, he finishes with a career high in uh, total points. He averaged how many total points? Uh, scrolling 26.8. Okay, he's done 26.6 uh, twice in his career, but this was his best year relative to total points. If you look at his total rebounds of five rebounds, that is a career high for Devin Booker. Uh, 4.8 assists is third. He had 6.8 assists back in 2018-19 slash and 6.5 assists back in 2019-20. slash uh, but it is a outside of his rookie year, a career low in turnovers. So that's that's pretty huge. Um, just a fantastic season for Devin Booker. I know all the MVP talks still kind of out there. I know a lot of people are uh mailing in their votes after tonight's performances. And Joel Embiid will do it. He's the first guy to lead the league in scoring as a center since Shaq did it in two thousand nineteen, or I'm sorry, nineteen ninety nine two thousand which is also the same amount of time it's been since a team has dominated the NBA to the point that the Suns have by ending the season eight up against anybody out there. So uh, just a great season for Devin Booker.
1: Yeah, absolutely the best. And I was thinking tonight, one of my favorite things is like when a game's over and like sometimes, you know, the last few weeks Booker's been sitting out, he's been like, he's been looking really good and he's over there hanging out and that great smile he has. But the best part is like after the game is over, like he realized like, Kendall Jenner's like at the game courtside. You don't even know till oh, after. No, I don't know about tonight. I'm just saying wow. that's my favorite thing from the season is like all of a sudden you'll be on Twitter and there's like Kendall Jenner with Kylie Jenner. Or I think it's Kylie Kardashian. I don't forget how they they mix it up or whatever. But they're sitting there, they've been there the whole time. We'd even know. Like I feel like if this is a Lakers game, like they would have been like on the big screen the whole time. Um, but I think you're right. It's Embiid's gonna win it this year. I think Jokic, Jokic is by far probably MVP. But I just think the way that um Embiid has carried that team all year, he's got to win it. But honestly, if I was voting, I'd vote Booker for sure. Me and my stepdad, at EJ, definitely agree on that one.
0: No, yeah. He's earned it. And again, I I I'm still trying to make the case for him to be an all defensive player. You know, he should be all first team NBA and he should be all defensive team second team. I honestly believe yeah. that. Yes. You can't tell yeah. me you you can't list off a ton of guards who are better than Devin Booker on defense consistently. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had just such a fantastic year. Uh, and again, is a, is a big part of their defensive success, knowing that you can, uh, you don't have to worry about him. He's not a liability in any way, shape or form. And so many of the primary two guards in this league are, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like Donovan Mitchell plays defense, but like he doesn't play it at the same caliber that Devin Booker plays it. So, Uh, you know, just again. Yeah, well, yeah, he's into it. He goes out there and plays
1: every game because he gives an F, dude, every possession. So that's why that's why you see the results.
0: He does give an F, if you will. Um, Jamsters, do wanna just let you know that we heard you and I swore I wasn't gonna do it tonight, Matthew. I swore I wasn't gonna do it. Too but Campaign and Jay Crowder finally got their drops, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? They finally got their drops. So thank you, Jamsters. I hit you up on Twitter and said, hey, give me some ideas for their drops. Here's Campaign. Here comes to pain! Matthew, thoughts on the campaign? I love it.
1: And it gives you enough time to change and do your uh, makeover, <laughs> whatever you, you do after the drop's done. I like it. It's funny. Uh, I like how the GMs just threw some stuff out there. And this was mm-hmm. Nicholas Tan, right? Yeah. That actually gave us yeah, the idea and you pulled it off perfect. It looks beautiful. I love it.
0: Yeah, he's talking about how you need to do something like Brock Lesnar's Here Comes the Pain. Somebody else, I forget who I'm mean, I apologize. Uh, you know, it's like you gotta have a Haboob in there. So I, I made it all happen. Uh, the other <laughs> one, you know, everyone was talking about salsa J. That's hard. It's like, what do you say for salsa J? What do you what do you do as a segment for salsa J, right? Like I don't know. So I just kind of still use the salsa dance and the logo that I created last year for Jay Crowder on this one. Uh, But I added my own little Samuel Jackson flair to it. It's Jay
1: Crowder. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was thinking about this one. I'm like, how is he gonna pull this one off? And like, I always think everyone's my every. Every time you come out with a new one, it's my new favorite. That one's hilarious. Anytime you throw Samuel Jackson in there, dude,
0: (laughs) it's Jay Crowder, motherfucker. (laughs) Can't wait to use those over and over. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So there you go, Jamsters. Again, (laughs) those are for you. That's what makes this podcast fun is is interacting with you guys and having you go back and forth. And shout out to all the Jamsters. You know, Coach Fallen Founder. Uh, who we got to get on the show one of these days. He's always up on the solar panel. We got to get you on here, Coach Fallen Founder. Maybe you're just a morning guy, just like Dave. I don't get it. Uh, but you know, he says Bahaha, Thomas Donette, he's laughing his ass off. You know, uh Sony Lovato, Haboob coming through. Um, play it again for Metal Mike. Which one? I'll, you know what? Just because it's the last game of the season, you'll get both of them. <laughs> It's Jay Crowder. The Sarge Smoke Break. We should do that one time. Like, our entire podcast is just drops
1: yeah. over and over yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have enough
0: to fill an hour, right? Yeah, seriously. We're getting pretty close. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so uh, again, you know, I appreciate the jamsters for some of those ideas. And I thought I, somebody requested on. on Twitter that we played Sarch one more time. And, yeah, uh, I saw that. Know, yeah. And, and Sarch, you know, what's interesting about Sarch is he could, I don't know how pl- plausible it is he's back for the playoffs, but potentially he could be. I mean, he's still on the roster. The reason why Iffy Lundberg is not going to be on the roster is the Suns aren't going to wave Dario Sarch. So if they wave Dario Sarch, they could bring Iffy Lundberg on, but they're going to keep Dario Sarch uh, on the roster just so they have him in case they need him because uh, he's right around that one year mark. So maybe. Maybe,
1: yeah. But also, he's an asset still, right, Dario, yes. for a trade or something. I mean, I want to see him back, and I do miss him too. Um, but we'll see how this playoffs play out. I don't. He's the one guy you couldn't drop. I know. I understand the Frank Kaminsky one, but sorry, you can't.
0: Mar Lopez, Suns aren't going to wave Peyton. God, I wish they would wave Peyton. But it's too late now. It's too. Or today would be the last day to to sign anybody for the playoffs. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, if he looked good. One last note on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, with this uh, win for them, they finished the season with a total of 30 wins, and they are currently in seventh worst place, if you will. Uh, remember the website Tankathon, Matthew?
1: Yes, absolutely. How,
0: how, many, how many hours have, <laughs> have we spent on Tankathon just hitting sim lottery, sim lottery, sim lottery? Uh, if you look at now that the every game is, is over, if you look at the... Final standings when it comes to worst teams in the league. Houston ends the with the number one worst record. They're 20 and 62. The Orlando Magic were 22 and 60. The Detroit Pistons, 23 and 59. Oklahoma City, 24, 58. Indiana, 25, 57. Indiana, at number five. Like, that's sneaky, I feel. Especially considering, like, they. I feel like they have a good foundation going there with Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Smithson playing well. They got some good yeah. players over there. It'll be interesting to see where they fall in the draft. Portland at number six, and then Sacramento at number seven. The Lakers at number eight. That pick will not be theirs. It will go to the Pelicans as a part of the Anthony Davis trade.
1: Yeah. And congratulations to all those teams. I honestly, I kind of missed doing the Tinkathon thing more than watching the playoffs. It was very exciting to do that yeah, every time. Right. Just yeah. To see where we would go. And it never <laughs> mattered, right? Because it never, never <laughs> mattered. It was still fun. It was the one thing we could look forward to.
0: So right now, if I hit Sim Lottery, which I just did, uh, it has the. Kings falling to number eight and and uh, drafting Benedict Mathurin from Arizona. So there you go, Kings. Way to go!
1: Yeah, that's the redheaded guy, right?
0: No idea, Nico Mannion. Yeah, Nico (laughs) Mannion. I gotta watch some highlights. Uh, You need to. You need to lay off the migraines. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters. A reminder: subscribe, rate, and review. Hit the thumbs up button while you're here. Hit the subscribe button while you're here. Hit the notification button while you're here. All and by here I mean YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review, all that fun stuff. Matthew, Jamstar of the game. Are you giving it to JaVale McGee? You
1: know I might get Sham. Wow. Oh man, it's gonna be Sham it, but second running up, uh, close second actually, or close first, I might say, is uh, or should say is the the beach. The the beach thing that's gonna be around the whole playoffs, that's pretty cool, right? The Suns have the beach outside now to where people can hang out with the DJ. What I don't and, even know about uh, this. Did you see that? No. Yeah, yeah. They they were showing it the whole time. You know, like how the the Milwaukee Bucks had that district thing, yeah. Whatever. The deer it's district. Big, they have that, but it's a beach, it's a beach out there. It doesn't look like a whole lot of room, but is I'm it like, sand? how sand? It's sand, yeah. They have sand out there, they have a DJ, it's gonna be nice and hot. The sand hopefully is gonna be watered down a few times during the day. Um, but that'd be so much fun! Like to do a podcast live from there. It, it looks like an interesting place to party and just
0: hang if out. Wi-Fi is good. Yeah, maybe we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, interesting. A beach. Mm-hmm. That's uh like it's gonna be hot as shit out there in June when we're winning the finals, and you're gonna get like sticky sand on you with the sweat and the and the. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Nice with and the, dirty. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with the sand. You know. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> It's really
1: I think it's going to be it'll be fun. It's going to be hot, but just like for the parade, it's going to be super hot. So it'll be nighttime.
0: Not for the parade, but for the games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, we'll see. That would be fun to do some games down there. That's for sure. You know, we still have to kind of figure out what we're doing special for the playoffs. Uh, Sonia Lovato says she was there and it was lit. So hopefully it's the same way. It's 110 out. So, yeah, you got to wear sunblock. Got to wear sunblock. Uh, yeah, but GM started the game. I'm giving it to Sham. Wow, amazing game by him. Uh, just it was again, as I mentioned before. I'm not going to go too far into it, but I really thought that he needed a game like this. Him more than Cameron Johnson, in my personal opinion, needed a game like this just to show himself that he's ready for the playoffs. Thoughts? The of- um, brains? All right, the back end of the podcast, I want to talk about a few things that are going on in the NBA. Obviously, this was the last day of the regular season across the board. few things that I wanted to kind of bring up and get your thoughts on, Matthew. Uh, the first one is Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, coming into tonight, his last four games, his a 23.5 points. He had 35 in his last game. He had like 42 tonight. Way to go, Obi. Did he?
1: good go. for him good for him because he was a guy that was written off even last year on the new york team and i was like no there's a lot there i feel like i was so happy when they got him number nine because he seems like a guy that can hang out in new york and play there yeah um but he's overcame a lot and honestly he's he's a dude that can be something special there i think even even when people were really doubting him last year you know give him some time He was a young dude so i'm glad he's popping over there in new york
0: dude Obi oh, popping that's a good nickname. Obi Poppin'. Obi Poppin. Yeah, with Julius Randle uh kind of he's coming gone. back down to earth, like they're gonna have to try to get rid of him. Yeah, and, he's gonna go with Obi. Him
1: and Westbrook can go on the same team somewhere. There you go. There you go. Yep. Send
0: them send them both to Oklahoma City. Uh the standings. So everything's final now with the standings. If you look at it, uh the Phoenix Suns obviously are awaiting the play in tournament, as are the Memphis Grizzlies. But if you Matthew, <laughs> you're such a son of a bitch. <laughs> You're peeking under there. Peek up, dude. Don't go down. Peek up. Stand up, you son of a... Like this, Matthew. There you go. So looking down at these standings down here... I feel bad for anyone who's listening. Uh, they don't get to see our brilliance. So you have <laughs> Dallas playing Utah, okay? Dallas, the four seed, playing Utah, the five seed. Luka Doncic went out with a, uh, a calf strain of sorts today. Did you see that?
1: I did. I heard about that, and it sucks man i feel like he always has something with his legs though there's yes. always an issue every time going into the playoffs he hurts himself um you know as much as we hate the mavericks you still want to see a healthy mavericks team and see what they can do cuz it doesn't it's not a team that scares me that when we when we play them i just i just think he needs to be healthy and he'll probably be out there they have a week off
0: Yes, they do. But again, you know, as Adrian Wojnowski reported, he says there's initial optimism that Dallas star Luka Doncic hasn't suffered a significant injury. Uh, teams calling it a strain left calf. But you yeah. look at the way it kind of it, it kind of happened, it, like it, it might be one of those lingering things. Uh, so you're right. Definitely has a week off. But that was an important game for them until they looked up to the scoreboard and saw that Golden State uh, was waxing the Pelicans who weren't playing anybody. And some people in our chat we're like oh great here come the warriors they're perfect you know they're they're primed and ready for the playoffs yada 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 listen Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to play denver which might potentially be an easy out i'm not saying that's not considering that denver's not gonna have jamal murray they're not gonna have michael porter jr they will play against Jokic, who is an mvp candidate but their prize for that is they have to play memphis so the conversely the Suns will play whoever went or whoever is the Uh, the eight seed, and if they advance in that series, they would have to play the winner of Dallas versus Utah. So I would rather play the winner of Dallas versus Utah than the the Golden State Warriors in the second round. Uh, Let the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors battle it out, and the winner can play us in the Western Conference Finals. That's how I'd rather look at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'd be lying to say I wasn't scared. Um, I know I said last podcast, the sense will probably not go any further than five games in a series, but I think it might be a little bit tougher than that. Um, if I'm looking at one team, really, it would be Dallas, of course. Um, but depending on Luka's situation, It'd be kind of trippy, right? I mean, the Suns would play like a Pelicans team maybe um, this first round. And you would have to go against a Dallas team without Luka if he is hurt. And then a Utah team, which we just we cream every time we see them, right? Just a total cream pie out there. And then honestly, if we had to play any team that's battling out between the Golden State Warriors and Memphis, it would be a, a team that's very exhausted, I feel like, by the time they get to that point. And um it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I, I'm excited to see, even though the last podcast I said I wasn't really excited because it'd be easier outs, I feel like for the Suns, but this will be an interesting Western conference finale because I can't choose which team's gonna win which round. I just don't know unless no. it's a healthy Luka. If it's a healthy Luka, I'm choosing Dallas next round. That's all that's all I can confirm. Cause even Denver, I just I don't know if they can pull it off against the Warriors, but the way the Warriors are and how complicated their roster is right now and the way they've been playing on the floor except for tonight it's going to be hard for them to even close out this Denver team in like six or seven games.
0: Our good buddy sons geek, who's watching along live in the chat. If he has to do with the Phoenix suns, he's going to make a video about it. He gets it right. The playoffs are going to be insane. And I can't wait. You know, it's kind of crazy because you know, we have this next week of not having our version of playoff basketball. We sit back and have to watch and see who we're eventually going to play, but it's going to be exciting. And uh, of those two series, Matthew, of Dallas and Utah, and Golden State and Denver, which one are you more intrigued to watch? It's Dallas, Utah, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Probably because we play the winner. That's why it's.
1: Yeah, crazy. it. But it's interesting because Utah has a lot to prove, man, and it could suck. It could suck to where Utah, like they always do, they get down on themselves and lose. They can lose four straight. That yeah, is Because thing. they can totally mental thing and you know in the back of their mind they're like this is probably the last series they're going to play all together it's going to be mixed yes. up next year yeah because donovan so,
0: mitchell i forgot to ask that in the last pod is mm-hmm. donovan mitchell gone after i don't this think season? They,
1: they can't let him go that's the one thing i know utah's turning it around next year they have dwayne wade aren't they doing new jerseys and stuff next year they have to find a way to get rid of gobert and
0: keep mitchell there and bring someone
1: else in um but he those two will not be
0: together next year for sure um, looking at the Eastern conference. So Miami ends with the number one seed Boston, the number two seed. Then you have the three six matchup, which is Milwaukee versus Chicago, which Milwaukee should just wax that team, right?
1: Yeah. And
0: yep. Chicago then you have definitely backed into the playoffs at the six seed. And then you have Philly playing the one team that nobody on the Eastern conference wants to play. And that's the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> yes. And then you compound it with the fact that Matisse Thibel cannot be present in the games in Toronto due to his lack of a vaccination. So that is a uh, really interesting and and shitty draw, quite frankly, for Philly, a team that uh it has kind of wasted a great Joel Embiid season with their and you can it all comes back down to Ben Simmons. That's F- what that it dude. seems
1: like. Um it's like who else who do you trust on the team? Maxwell um you know if you're trusting Harden to really pull off not a game winner but just to be really efficient clutch crunch time it's going to be something where i don't trust him i trust him beat of course and then you have maxwell but then also after that like what are what are you looking at with the sixers scene like you said it it's a total waste season with Embiid I know they got Harden they got the best player they could but mm-hmm. it just has not looked good man I think I picked them to go to the finals of course when they got Harden even before that this season I thought they can go to the finals with Ben Simmons if he were able to play um that's how good I thought they would be this is just a big mix-up now man and I think that they had to play a Toronto team that nothing to lose right Kind yeah. of in the outskirts going into the season. Now Siakam's really turned and a, everything around. A pesky
0: team, that offensive oh, rebounds. I do not want to play them. Then yeah. no Tybal. I mean yeah. Tybalt's
1: kind of he's he's a player that is pesky, but he's not I feel like he's kind of fallen off a little bit, maybe he got too ahead of himself a little bit earlier or there. But I just I think this team. They needs they need some help. They need some help from Harden, man. And I don't want them to be an out. I don't. I don't hate James Harden. I want them to go further. No, it's just and I James want to Harden the fr-
0: from a basketball standpoint is not as good as he used to be. And guess what? Yeah. That's kind of karma for quitting on your team twice in two years. So, you know, that's
1: weird. That's a, I can't wait to hear this twenty years from now. What I know, right? Happened? It's gonna. It can't just be like Kyrie said something to him like, "Hey, you're washed," and he's out of there. It yeah. has to be more than that. I'm one. I'm like, out of here. Even if he thinks like I can't take on all this on my shoulders going into the playoffs, where I have to play every game, work. Kyrie's not playing, but then you go to a team with Embiid, and then it's just you. It's you and Embiid. So there's going to be like half of that on your shoulders. And playing against the, and, uh, you're playing in Philly against that against that crowd, basically. Yes, because they're going to be against you if you're not making those big step back shots, bro.
0: Oh yeah, and well, and again, <laughs> you know, his strength has always been. His first step and quickness, which is just not there, and finishing around the rim yeah. and then hitting threes, and you know half of his game is gone. And part of that's because the referees aren't calling it the same way they used to, and part of it's because he lacks the physical ability to uh, beat guys off the first step. And that's how the Suns, that's how the Suns beat him. That's how the Nets beat him. You know, early on, they beat him with speed. Um, it, again, bringing up the the bracket. The one thing that's interesting here is because it's the four five matchup with Philly and Toronto, if Brooklyn beats Cleveland, okay. And the seven, eight matchup, they would have to play Boston as the two seed. The two seed then would play the winner of the three, six matchup. Right? So the only way that we could see a Brooklyn Philly series would be the Eastern conference finals. And that's the one thing I wanted from the East was a brooklyn versus philly series where you have ben simmons who's potentially going to come back now and james harden and this whole mega drama mega melodrama unfold on the basketball court and unless it's eastern conference finals it's not happening
1: yeah the ben simmons thing is that for real is that like something that just came out today yeah they talked about it today okay well there there you go you're gonna probably have that but i don't know the toronto series is so tough to get past well i'm excited and then they have to
0: get past the whoever Miami and the eight seed, yeah, you know. So well, I mean again, what
1: do you think about Miami though? Like Miami's just like I mean JJ Redick has everyone on their pod, but bam just you know says it like how they're they're a shit talking team that you know of course uh the the culture there, they don't back down on anybody. Yes. So they're number one seed that's really un underlo- overlooked, and you don't really want to face that either. So it's gonna be a wild dude. I think I mean who do you have coming out? Are we giving our predictions or are we gonna wait? Um should we wait till like preview pod or something?
0: Well, I was thinking on Thursday we would record like our end of year jammies. Okay. Um but we do need to do like a playoff preview. So maybe we need to wait just a little bit to to give our uh our final predictions for the playoffs. Essentially who are the Phoenix Suns going to play in the 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 NBA finals. But looking okay. at looking at Miami, you know, the one thing I'll say about them, okay? Uh, their record against the Boston Celtics this se- the season is uh, one and two, okay, and that's the number two seed. Uh, they're they're two and two this season against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you look at God, who else is on that side? Philly, right? Um, you look at Philly against them; they are one and two. So the the thing that I think of when I think of the Miami Heat is a great hustle team, like you said, a good gr- a good culture team, uh, but they. They're undersized. You know, you look at them against Toronto, they're two and two. So they're a team that I just don't feel like has the depth. They're kind of like the Suns from last year. Like they're this really good, cohesive unit, but they lack interior depth. And when you're playing in that Eastern Conference and you have to go potentially against the likes of Embiid, like that could be a problem for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, the size, it, it, every team I feel like that is a threat out there has a size to compete
0: yes. against. Yes. Yes. 100%. So. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do that. We'll figure out when the playoff. Probably when we find out who we play is a good idea on when we'll do our uh, our playoff. You know, pod uh, a little later this week on Tuesday. We're actually going to release our Jamsters Jamster Elite only members only kind of thing. It's the uh, start bench and trade every son who wore the jersey number two. So if you're interested in the history of the Phoenix Suns and having a fun conversation, it's a podcast Matthew and I recorded a while before. And I want uh, to put that all out just for our Leach Amster. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and click the join button down below if you want to get access to that content. That's good stuff. Yes. Correct? Correct. You're Anything right. that we missed from your notes, Matthew?
1: <laughs> you know what? I was prepping some lunches and stuff for <laughs> during this game, watching it. I didn't have any notes. I just wow. went off note my memory.
0: Fr- note free. Well, note uh, I, I, guess, I guess we can just do a little bit of, let's see here. Where are you? Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma, Matthew. What subject should we talk about? I do have one. Okay. Um, but
1: we can wait for a subject, too. I can hold this. It's not really oh. even a good one. It's just one I thought about today, just in case you were to bring
0: it up. All right. Bring it up, and we'll go from there. Childhood All right, trauma. It's not
1: really traumatic. Maybe it's traumatic for other kids, but I remember when I was in Catholic school. Uh, it was some kind of Sunday or Saturday class I was at, and I was I think I was like 6- 5 or 6 and it was ran or just watched over by like these teenage girls that were probably 13 or 14 okay and we were all lined up i don't know what we were lined up for <laughs> it was like all the, all all the kids were lined up and they went through there were three of them they went through all of us and they told us which ones would be ugly and attractive oh my god that's so
0: fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but they said i would be attractive and I was like, okay, I held on to that my whole life. And, but I'm just like, I just remember people that are like, no, not gonna be attractive. No, nope. <laughs> ugly. That's we're just fucked. like, we're just standing there, like, we're just like little kids, like, oh, what's what's going on? We don't know. But I just, I that's like one of my first memories ever. So I just have to throw that one out there. It's wow. pretty
0: traumatic for everybody else. Well, I'll tell you, traumatic. You know, I was thinking about this one the other day. My sister, I have a, a sister who's three years older than me, and she used to traumatize me. And I remember one time she had like a slumber party, right? With all of her little girlfriends. And I think it was, uh, I was probably in like first grade. I was like six years old. She was nine and we went to the same school and I remember they were in the other room just, you know, doing whatever girls do during slumber parties at that age in the, uh, late eighties. And I went to bed and I was awakened when they had filled a pot of water, ice cold water and dumped it on me. They dumped cold water and <laughs> laughed and ran out of the room. And I remember I was sitting there and I just sat there like crying and freezing, you know, because I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like and I remember my dad came in and he was just like, get in the car. And I didn't know what's going on. <laughs> I got in the car. And we live in L.A. at the time. And we, like he drove me down to San Diego. And we went like he, he's like, they're doing a girls' night. We're going to San Diego, you know, for the next couple of days, which is kind of cool. But I remember when we got there, there was like a. Uh, uh, sirens at at the hotel that we were coming to and i was like dad there's sirens here and he's like oh yeah they're filming an episode of cops you know and i'm like you know i I was thinking about it you know the other day and i was just like for the longest time i believe that i believe that they're filming an episode of cop but it was it was a it was a traumatic uh, experience having my sister be a dick you know because that's what siblings do they yeah they absolutely do and uh it's it's
1: weird what like grumps could tell you you just believe it the rest of your life yeah until you actually think back like oh maybe that wasn't turf from dallas cowboy stadium that we got maybe it was just turf <laughs> was just, from just down just the grass street from out front <laughs> just, yeah um i know like uh i guess we're probably out of here but uh code well, of kids did say i have one but oh, if you had okay. a
0: subject oh what's the subject
1: i don't know i don't see it so
0: oh uh, look, well, looking at this, um, I did want to bring up somebody just said uh, Nicholas in the chat said, how about playing predictions? Yeah. All right. Playing predictions. Oh, Here, here's, what, here's what we got. OK. New Orleans versus Well, yeah, we'll start with the nine, 10 on each side. Then the seven, okay. eight uh, New Orleans versus San Antonio. Matthew, who do you got? The Pellies. I have the Pellies there as well. I think they've been playing some really good basketball. Uh, Atlanta versus Charlotte on the other side. Atlanta. I'm going want Charlotte, Charlotte on that one.
1: I want Charlotte, but I, I'm going to say Atlanta.
0: I'm going, I'm going uh, Charlotte on that one. Fuck Trey Young. All right. Uh, Minnesota or the Clippers on our side of the bracket? Clippers. I think the same thing. Uh, on the other side, Brooklyn versus Cleveland. We both say Brooklyn, right? Yep. Okay. So that means uh, Cleveland versus Atlanta for you. Who do you got?
1: I'm going to say Atlanta.
0: Okay, and I'm going to say Charlotte because I have Charlotte versus Cleveland. So that'll put the 7th seed at Brooklyn, the 8th seed at Atlanta for you and Charlotte for me. On the Western Conference side, the Pelicans versus the Timberwolves. Who do you got? I got the Pellies. I'm think i thinking the same thing, too. Hmm. I think Minnesota, the 7th seed. Somebody put in the chat earlier that Pat Bev got ejected tonight and slapped a ref on his ass or something. (laughs)
1: Like Jay Crowder to Mikhail Bridges? Yeah, something like that. I
0: don't know. (laughs) Um, Nice. Yeah, the Pelicans. I can definitely see uh, winning their first game and beating Minnesota. I definitely think that they can do that. Minnesota, it has some mental issues. They need to work out. They do.
1: They do. Iron so, that stuff out. They're not prepared for the playoffs yet. So,
0: yep. Well, let's see some of the Jamsters. Uh, they've got New Orleans. New Orleans. Spurs have been hot though. Nicholas brings that up. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Spurs have been hot. Charlotte, Minnesota, the Clips, Cleveland, Pel's, mini. What you gonna do when they come for you, Voida? <laughs> what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you, bad boys, hey, bad boys, boys. Hey, boys? And then David Ray says, "We beat the Pelicans in five games." I could see that. I could definitely see, like you said, nothing gets past five in that first round. Four. Games. Well, there you go. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, Matthew? Anything oh, at all? Anything no. you want to get off your chest? Mm, no, I just can't wait. It's Jay Crowder. And on that note, Jamsters, thank you as always for not only watching, for interacting, but for giving us some ideas for these drops. You love them as much as we do, which is fantastic. Thank you. Subscribe, rate, review, hit the thumbs up button down below. If you're an elite Jamster, keep an eye out on Tuesday. That's when we'll be releasing our Start Bench and Trade Jersey number 2 conversation. Uh, Outside of that, you'll see us on Thursday when we do our end-of-year Jammy Awards. And then most likely next Saturday is when we will actually have our playoff preview as we will know who the Sun's opponent is on Friday night. Uh, on that note, we'll see you when we see you, everyone. 64 and 18. Hell of a fucking regular season. Hell of a regular season. Let's go kick some ass in the postseason.
1: Yeah, let's go and everyone go home, love your family. <laughs>